episode 13? Episode 12? 30, episode 14? Wait, <laughs> I can actually let you know, this is actually episode 14. Is it really? It is. But the last episode on the website didn't say a number. Uh, but the one before okay. that was 12. Okay. So actually, maybe it's up for discussion. But that's, is this, that's, is this that's not that's like, like the admin where like a comic book's canon splits like Star Wars? Is this not, you know, separate canon to the previous 12 episodes? Is this like... Or is it season, season 2.1? 2. So it's 2.2, episode 2.2. Okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is the Wasting Time podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Darren. I'm James. And this week we are delighted to welcome our very esteemed guest, Mr. Giles Bidder from Great Ooh. Cynics. Hi, Giles. Hello. Hi, Giles. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. you got double glazing in here, don't you? I can feel it. Think it might so. be. I don't know. Yeah, of course, sure. you, of course you got double glazing, man. That's double. That's definitely yeah. solid double glazing. <laughs> definitely double yes. glazing. Yeah, I have double glazing. Like yeah. yeah. And thanks. For, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next time. Uh, cool. So, what's been going on? Well, last week we got on a tangent on politics and that in punk music. So, kind of want to steer away from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah has there sure. been anything happening this week in? Uh, punk or anything you guys have been doing that's been of interest Darren you you tell me you have a story that you wanted to share so I'm not too sure how it's going to go down because I thought it was hilarious but I've explained it to someone else and their face was just concern <laughs> so for those who don't know I and I don't know why you would know but I have a little painting decorating business I was currently working on someone's house an old Edwardian townhouse massive like three story thing so I'm at the top of this window, painting it, uh, sash window. And I've got my big um, like football player walking into a stadium, headphones on. And I'm just chilling out, doing my thing. And I look up, and there's this guy in the middle of the road in his car, sort of doing hand gestures towards where I am. And I'm like, well, he's not talking to me, so whatever. Carry on for 10, 10 minutes, might go do something else, come back, look out the window again. He's now out of his car. He's pointing at me like and shouting so can you hear him have you taken your football no no i'm still i'm still like confused because i'm like well this is nothing to do with me so so then i look at him and then i go i like point at myself i'm like are you talking to me (laughs) and he's like he's like sort of getting really aggy so i take my headphones off and open the sash window and i go what (laughs) and he was like come downstairs and open the door and i went what he said come downstairs and open the door. And I went, no. I was like, who are you? And he was like, look, can you come and open the door, please? I went, no, I don't live here. I was like, I'm just working here. Mum and dad aren't in. <laughs> They've left me out. Hence the paintbrush. I was like, I just, I'm just working here, mate. I don't own it. And he went, look, can someone come downstairs and open the door, please? And I'm like, no. Nah. And I was like, who are you? And he was like, and he didn't want to say, and then he went, I'm an enforcement officer. Oh, no. What does that mean? Well, this is what I did. I went, oh, walked away from the window, didn't know what an enforcement officer, officer is, yeah. walked back and went, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> People come and take shit away from you when you haven't paid your bills, right? Exactly what it is, but well, I didn't know that. But it twigged a couple of seconds later, and yeah. he went, I worked, and I was like, what's that? And he, he was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And I went, no, look, sorry, like, I don't know what that is. I'm trying to help you out. He went, I went for the courts. I was like, oh. And then I walked away and then got the bloke who lives there. I went, 
don't know because he's just moved in this guy so it's coming enough to do them so yeah, I felt a bit sorry for him so I was like Jackson I think uh, there's like a bailiff downstairs like he's sort of getting aggy like don't let him in whatever you do like so he went downstairs and it was a mistaken identity but really yeah but, that's uh, funny I wonder how much that happens yeah but he was he was a bastard <laughs> <laughs> It's his job at I the end of the day, man. He has to do that. He's not going to go, excuse me, Mr. Painter Man, would you mind letting me in so I can have a small discussion with you about some unpaid levies? And then when he's taking out their stuff, like, oh, what are you up to this weekend? Yeah. Anyway, no, he was nice as anything when he realised he's got the wrong people. But uh, if it ever happens again, I'm going to wind him up royally. Because <laughs> now I know what an enforcement officer is. What's, what's been going on with you, Chris? Um, not much, really. Um thrilling yeah that's me you, I, you showed me a video of Tim Armstrong playing in a tree with is Billy it, Bragg that was it, that was pretty up have there have you seen this Billy Bragg Tim Armstrong that, video no. so no. it came out today from some festival and the video starts with absolutely no context and it's like uh, an iPhone footage from behind Billy Bragg's head and he's like mid song singing and there's you can hear the audience kind of sing along to Billy Bragg uh, in front of him and then he sort of stops and he goes no one can sing better than Tim Armstrong. And the camera all of a sudden pans to Tim Armstrong up a tree. With an Wait, Billy Bragg can... up the tree as well? Or... No, 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 Billy Bragg's down on the safe ground. He's on soft Tim hard. Armstrong solo on the tree. <laughs> yeah. tree Stop a tree, like belting out rancid wow. tunes. It's the most wow. bizarre video. I have no idea what festival this is. Yeah, but like, definitely if you're listening to this. I'd like, I mean, if there's it. one thing Tim Armstrong has brought to our lives, it's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen his uh, episode of The X-Files? I've, he's, I, I, I've seen no, it. It's incredible. Yeah. He plays like a painter uh, that lives in a sewer, and anything he paints becomes yeah. real. <laughs> like it's Mulder and Scully. And they go down, they've discovered that this guy probably lives in the sewer, and they go down, and there's like Tim Armstrong. He's like some kind of like crack addled, like war vet painter that like draws <laughs> scary drawings that come to life. It's so fucked up. It's very weird. Oh, I thought of something else I did do this week. I went to see Newfound Glory. Oh, how was that? Uh, it's, it was okay. It's good. I see, as I mean, someone that doesn't really give a shit about that band, yeah. what's been the whole deal with? They seem to have been in London every night for the past like four <laughs> well, they're weeks. They're doing the album films, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So it's like this year's been like twenty years as a, as a band for them. So over in the states, they were doing this whole like touring and playing like two random albums from their discography, like. <laughs> you're getting Sorry, choked up a bit emotional oh, New yeah, Glory so 20 years um, yeah, like, <laughs> they'll pick two albums and just play those albums for a, for a show so I went but it went all that um, it was alright is yeah. it because it wasn't your favourite albums no they, they, it was one of my favourite albums hmm. I don't know like I, I, I you know I've got, I've got a lot of time for them still but I've just seen them so many times it's, where was it it's kind of, uh, it was at the Forum in Kentish Town they it was good. There was a whole bunch of us who went together and stuff, and it was a fun night. But they played the underworld. It would been fun to see them at the underworld. Yeah, underworld's always silly when kind of big bands. crazy bands play there. Yeah, that's uh, about it. Yeah, I suppose that's all I have to say on that. Mm. I I haven't been to any like, I guess the only shows went to see the. I mean, we talked about it last week how fucking incredible that national record is. Oh, so yeah. I went to see you them were. live in Hammersmith and it just oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. blew my mind absolutely blew my mind they're like, a good band they're a gr- I mean good live band as well yeah like well I went with Greg from Myelin oh, cool. and uh, and we were saying like we just kept kind of standing there and you know usually like, me and Greg would go to like punk shows or yeah, you know sure. just like local bands and friends we know and stuff yeah. and it was like that's so good but sometimes it's just such a mind fuck to go and see a band 
who are so unbelievably good at them yeah. their instruments like i mean we're all right but like we're not well, like you think they'd be boring life i think that's the thing that got me when i've only seen them once and it was a uh what's the one where the millennium donuts is? is that the o2, the O2 yeah. yeah yeah like uh chunky got tickets through his work or something and and it was like cool i'm about to see this band who's like totally like the kind of band I, I want to listen to on like long journeys and like full albums at a time and you know bedtime and kind of when i'm feeling you know it's it's not it doesn't make you feel happy that music i mean it's not you know i'm not gonna dance to the fucking national <laughs> so it was really cool to see a band that was like somehow and like, i i don't really know what it was about it obviously there's the thing where the singer goes into the crowd and you know he's got a fucking huge microphone lead and he's going to the back of this fucking stadium yeah. crowds have all like just walking around over people and and that but watching the band watching the musicians play is actually really fucking entertaining and i don't think there's any like succinct way of actually describing that mm. <laughs> other than just being like this is just a good entertainment <laughs> are they you know? um heavy on vi visual stuff yeah so they did they had like these four huge layered screens above the stage okay. and before they came on they had all these incredible cameras that were like in different places backstage and it was all cool. being like art installation projections yeah. of like you'd see one of them wander out of the bathroom and then as they were coming through to the stage they kind of it all culminated into this one single shot yeah. and then they came out on the stage it was just like cool. to see a cool. band put that kind of effort into yeah. what they're doing and not just be like a like oh you stumble out on stage and play the hits like you found glory <laughs> I saw uh, some video footage of Phoenix playing at Ali Pali the other day and and I think they're doing it on this tour because I was looking at some other videos and had a similar setup. But basically, they've got like a mirrored, an, an angled, huge mirror at the back of the stage. So on top of them, basically, I think the the lighting they've got is all on the stage floor, it but it's all coming through the mirror. Yeah, that's cool. This at this wild angle. I mean, the only show that's happened there the last couple of years that I would have loved to have gone to was the Libertines. Mm. I imagine that would have been just a good party. Good little, good little. Are they like a teenage kind of era band for you, or? I think the older I've got, the more I've appreciated them. Oh actually. really? Yeah, I think up the bracket is pretty fucking phenomenal. Were you, so were you not worried at the time? Uh, it wasn't asked because I was just a teenager, and I was like, I, you know, there was a couple of kids at my school <clears> who were into it, yeah. and I associated that kind of music with dickhead wankers. <laughs> so it's crazy, like you know, the number, <laughs> <didn't> like <laughs> the number of bands you're hearing now that are kind of coming back and saying like. You know, you hear like modern baseball coming out and saying like how much they now appreciate the killers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, records yeah, yeah, yeah. are just incredibly that's, well that's, written yeah. songwriting albums. Extremely, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely understand that. But I think that's almost. I don't see that in a negative way. I think that's like a that's a positive thing about growing up because you start looking back at these records that you were like fuck off now, yeah. and it's just like oh shit, actually, like I'm actually finding real joy in these. I should probably and, grow up. And and it's like a lyrical thing as well. You know, you don't understand. You know, like. Maybe some people do, but you know, when you're 15 yeah. or 16, you don't necessarily understand where someone's coming from when they're mid 30s. Yeah, or... I still don't understand what uh, "Are We Human?" Or "Are We Dancer?" really means. Is it, is it not mean? clear enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but which then... one is it? The question still stands. <laughs> but it's sometimes like I guess that kind of suggests that maybe enjoyment of music is diminished by like the context of a band's fans, like. Uh, do, do you know? I don't. I, mean, I don't think. Or, I don't think a band can be defined by their fans. But you're enjoying. I think, I think the there's band. some. There's definitely some truth in what you're saying. Though. Yeah, sure. Like, to a point, and then it, it's not. Like, I, I really don't ones. think I mind Biffy Clyro's music all that much, but I have a huge despise towards 
Biffo Clyro fans. That's quite a broad. In my in my in my mind in my mind the press the press and that band's team around them. And I know it's a disgusting word, especially as like none of us are really interested in like teams around a band. When I say team, I mean like a PR person and an agent and then you know whoever's you know feeding the words, feeding the you know. But I think the media comes before the audience in that, and I and I think that press. You know what magazines yeah. those bands are not now anymore, but what magazines those bands were in. You know, I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't listen to anyone in the enemy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. they're not in big cheese or all press. Fuck <laughs> off, <you know? laughs> big cheese. <laughs> I met that dude once. Um, well, we've got some. Well, actually, before we get there, so uh, I mean, we were talking about like things you were into as teenagers, and today we, oh, were, yeah, we were, shit, yeah. we had a suggestion. I don't know if you saw this, Charles, oh, but. Uh, Spotify ran a thing recently where they presented each user with what was called their the time. What was it called called a time uh, time, a time capsule? Yeah, time, yeah, time, time capsule. capsule. Yeah, and basically, it was like a algorithmically put together playlist of like sounds records. like mainstream music marketing. To yeah, me. absolutely. Of records that they thought you would they reckon from your current listening that you were into when sure. you were that age, and like we were listening to it in our office, everyone's playing yeah. this, and we were like they are absolutely nailed on and it's not that I'd listened to any of these tracks like recently but yeah. Yeah. it's that for some reason they've somehow analysed my fucking data which is pretty scary, pretty scary, scary to like nail a playlist for me that was absolutely spot on so we were just going to kind of quickly go maybe go through like our two top two Bouncing ten. Souls songs yeah already. we were going to go maybe go through our top tens my top ten is uh, number one is uh, Chunk Song by The Bouncing Souls uh, last one out <laughs> Liberty City by Lesson Jake I got five on it by Lunis uh, Two Princes by the Spin Doctors, Kid, uh, Bouncing Souls, The Cardigans, uh, Loveful, R. Kelly's Ignition, which I absolutely love, and Time Bomb by Rancid. That is pretty much my teenage years. That's can spot I, on. Can my, I see my, this? Mine's going to be really interesting compared to yours, James. Go ahead, I do it. Yours is not going to be interesting. No, it is. Like, uh, it's, I, I, it just makes me wonder if Spotify are being lazy because there's like. <laughs> Weird coincidences going on. Giles, I've just got, got my some, top ten. Giles has got some Christmas crackers. Go ahead. Uh, so it starts off with "Mesmerize" uh, by Jarrell. Mo money, mo problems. Uh, we got "Breathe" by Sean Paul and Blue Ocean. <laughs> I just, I just blagged guest list for the Sean Paul show next month, and I'm very excited. <laughs> Me and uh, my neighbour, she's not really my neighbour. She lives about 100 metres down the way on Deptford High Street, but we call her our neighbour for sake of convenience. And we've already got our what we're gonna dress. <laughs> I, you know, I don't really, I'm not really, I don't, what, like, I don't really think about what I'm gonna dress up. At, you know, before I start you putting my clothes Sean on, Paul, you have to. <laughs> we've already got our. We know what we're wearing. <laughs> I'm not sure it is fancy dress. Like people do like. It, no, but, but if you've got a velvet jacket, oh, yeah, then what the sure. fuck are you supposed to do with it? Ooh. What else you got, man? Uh, Reptilia by the Strokes. That song is yeah. so good. Uh, Can't stand me now. Libertines. Yeah. One thing by Amory. Are we just and doing top ten? Yeah, just top ten. Oh, yeah, I, how many am I down? Uh, uh, I think I got one more. Uh, Murder she wrote. And then still Dre, and then Ignition remix also. <laughs> oh wow, we're both like our Kelly fans. Come on, like there's probably millions of people around the world who have a remix to Ignition. Go ahead. Do you um, think that pretty much like sums you up as like a teenage listener? Nah, I, I was a bit crustier as a teenager. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got Mabel by Goldfinger, 
I got I got five on it as well. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. Uh, Renolium by NerfX. Sorry by Nerf Herder. Ruby Soho by Rancid. May 16 by Lagwagon. She's famous now, Real Big Fish. The Cure, Friday I'm in Love. Same Lesson Jake song as you. And Sticking in My Eye by NerfX. That's pretty much your music taste now. <laughs> yeah, it's not that different. <laughs> yeah. Although that makes sense because yeah. that's why I listen to you then as well as I listen to you now so my top 10 is very similar so I scrolled a bit further down okay yeah. so you've got Blood Brothers Papa Rage nice oh, <laughs> Fla- Flavor of the Week American Hi-Fi nice oh, yeah. good song good uh, song great song uh, You're Not Alone Homegrown good song Buddy Holly Weezer Closing Time Semisonic yeah oh yeah that's on down with that well, yeah. down I bet with you've that. got a stereophonic song in your playlist somewhere I haven't got no. one no. Uh, Right Side of the Bed of Treyu Oh, yeah, that is a bit of a tune. May the 16th, Lagwagon. Uh, and these last two, Gangster's Paradise. Yeah, classic. And then Impression I Get, uh, Boss Tones. Oh, you can see you've got Sorry. Alistair below it as well. Yeah. All right, we're going to roll roll straight into kind of a couple of records that we've been listening to this week. Um, Darren, I know one that like you and I kind of really weirdly like discovered that we, we kind of have fallen in love with a little bit is a, a band called Telethon yes who I'd not heard of before no. at all uh, and they've released a record called uh, The Grand Spontanean A Tale Told in Five Acts and essentially it's like a it's a punk rock musical it's, in five parts yeah it's for the world meet meets lit yeah <laughs> <laughs> how did they come across your part uh, no idea. I think they might have like, dropped into my Discover Weekly okay. on something yeah, or, or, yeah. or whatever. But like, essentially, like it's well, Spotify reads minds now. Yeah, they read minds. And it so also like, can put oh, stuff in evidently, there. Evidently, yeah. So like, this record is about uh, the apocalypse, and it's about the last page on of the internet, and yeah. then the apocalypse happens. Um, and it's thirty songs long, and some of them are scar songs. <laughs> like, no, there's like a novelty scar band within the album. That come and go. So one of the acts is a novelty ska band part <laughs> of the story. The story. That sounds good. I like. I, so there's like a gig in the store in, the, in within the album, and they'll play like a ska song. That sounds cool. It just sounds it's just, like it sounds like a group of people who have a good imagination. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just a cool narrative, and it's yeah. really different. What are they called? Uh, Telethon. Telethon, and I think it's one L, two Ls. Uh, one L. Telethon. T E L E T H O N. And I think Chris Farron's on the record. Is he? Um, Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah. The guy from Lesson Jake is on the record. Oh, that makes uh, all the sense. Um, it's just, it's like packed full of names and it's just cool. kind of come out of nowhere. I think they, they came up with this weird idea for a record and just emailed a bunch of people. Uh, it's, who's the guy, singer from Lesson Jake, the one with the dreads? Oh, Roger. Roger, yeah. They yeah. emailed him and they were like, do you want to be on this record? It's, it sounds nuts. And he was like, yeah. yeah, yeah sounds really it. cool. It's just, it's a, cool listening experience yeah I totally recommend maybe keeping open like genius.com alongside Terry, it so you can read yeah. the lyrics on site because it's pretty hard to go keep track of the story sometimes it's but, Terry Pratchett meets T- Tim Armstrong <laughs> <laughs> did you um, did you see Rue from Bangers I missed that Spoken tour how was it it was awesome it was fucking wicked what's, what's the kind of story is there a storyline yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it is a, a short story. Well, it's not that short, actually. I guess it's like an hour and a half with an interval. Um, <laughs> he had an interval? Yeah. Amazing, did he serve ice cream? No. Just it's a long time to talk. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was wicked. It was really nice. To, uh, it was just quite f- totally eccentric. 
yeah. And yeah, yeah. just kind of funny, kind of dark, kind of truthful, kind of, you know... Yeah. That's him, though, right? Fictional truth, yeah. do you know what I mean? If, if that makes sense. And, is he uh, going to do more? Is he going to... Fuck knows, hope wh- so. wh- Which one of Bangers was he? He's a singer. Okay. Shredder. There's only three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, we like that. That was a, a yeah, good record. Yeah, so just... I'd, I've recommended it to a few people, just like... I think it's just something cool to listen to. Yeah, something different. They're like to me, there's been so many records. Like we we kind of put a playlist together that we were all dropping in tracks that were coming out this past couple of weeks. Yeah, all the releases, and I, I was kind of listening through them all. I was like, so much of this sounds just the same, and I'm a little bit bored. And totally, there's some just such regular records to hear something like that to stand out. And they probably know they're not going to make any money off it. They know they're not going to like sell out loads of shows they're probably not going to play many shows where they'll play all 32 songs in that order but yeah, yeah, yeah. just the fact that they've put in the effort to sit down I think, write yeah, record totally. learn all those 32 songs is just I think that's that's cool yeah, they, I mean they probably enjoyed it more than we did yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is the cool thing yeah yeah, yeah. No, absolutely it's definitely like a did you check it out Chris I did yeah what did you I, think I don't think I listened to it as extensively as you guys um or yeah. at all <laughs> yeah it was alright I think it I can't remember the name of it but like the you fourth look, you track you look through the really list good. of who was on it and there's like you can see a Madden so you're like <laughs> 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 um, no there were a couple of choruses I liked sort of uh, from like sort of track you mean four John to... didn't produce this fuck <laughs> 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 you Darren um, yeah it was alright it was alright you know I wasn't as grabbed by it as you guys though but we're quite a lot more arty and sophisticated than you yeah. <laughs> well you know we drink red wine, not WKD <laughs> blues. <laughs> what, what if, um, I know which side I'm on. Then. <laughs> Mix them together. <laughs> Power shandy. Yeah. Turbo shandy, brother. What, have you, uh, what, what did you pick out this week, mate? The, 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 the album that I threw into our little playlist uh, was uh, the new album from a uh, band from Chicago called Show Off, um, who are an old favourite of mine, like going way back. And I, it was like their first full length since 2002, I think. Um, so I was excited to hear it. Um, yeah. And they're the ones I, that sound a bit like Elvis Costello. That's exactly them. Yeah. Did you, I didn't get that vibe. I'm, I was guessing that you didn't get that vibe just from the little sort of spoiler. You no, gave no, no, no. It, it was is it weird. Is this like, singer short and wears glasses and a hat? Is that <laughs> <laughs> I was, do, do you know what I like, Actually, he gave us a like on Facebook last week. So oh, uh, if you listen to this, we'll take that. Him, yeah. <laughs> He's clearly we, not uh, busy. I listened to the record and yeah. I was, I think I was, at first I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to hate this. And then I opened up their Wikipedia page. Yeah, a nice open page. Mind, yeah, like a nice open page. <laughs> uh, so I opened up their Wikipedia page to yeah. see what their vibe was. And I had yeah. no idea who they were. And they yeah. like they were signed to Madonna's yeah. label back in like the I guess the nineties. Uh ni- ninety-nine was their first record. It was the first record that John Feldman did that wasn't a Goldfinger album, basically. Oh, wow. um, so, you know. But it was like and, uh, actually like there were a couple of there was like so many by numbers punk tracks on there, but Later on in the album, they kind of verge into almost like Beatles territory, there, yeah, which, uh, which I was like, one that's very Beatles. Yeah, I it mean, totally knocked like, me for six. I was like, this is yeah. kind of cool. I'm into this. Yeah. Like, they produced it. I don't know. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Either themselves or some local Chicago producer, but they're not Lacey Feldman anymore. No, I don't think so. Have yeah, we, have we got the like, ghost? Uh, them in like interviews and stuff, but like. Sorry, Charles, what did you say? I was going to say, if there's any gossip, we can get ourselves stuck into the film. Film and gossip. A jest. Uh, for a good record, rate it. 
Um, yeah, overall, really good. <laughs> really enjoying it. Like, it it's nah. really weird. They've, re- <laughs> they've re-recorded a bunch of songs they've had kicking around for uh, a few years. Okay, so um, They need to write a rock opera, then I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but of, of the new ones, there's some really good ones. Because, like, as I say, I, I love the whole like blend of pop punk and, in my opinion, Elvis Costello and like kind of like a doo-wop sound. Um, cool. So, yeah, yeah, I thought it was fun. Darren, I'm guessing you didn't listen to it like all the other records. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Busy cool. dealing with that. De- Backhand in bailiffs. <laughs> <laughs> if we cut out your story from the podcast, that's going to be an obscure reference. Yeah. Uh, what have I listened to? I did listen to a bit of the Hot Water Music one. What, what do you reckon? Oh, yeah, it's definitely that. Hot Water Music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Charles, think... are you a, like, let's get your take first. You're a Hot Water Music fan. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I, I haven't listened to a Hot Water Music record for all the way through in, I don't know, a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Probably a couple of yeah. years. Yeah. Um, fan, yeah, I'd go see him. I'd... Have you seen them before? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what? I actually don't know. Maybe once. Maybe twice. Maybe no. Maybe not. Okay. But we did see the one. We um when Cynix played Reading and Leeds. Yeah. In 2013. Uh huh. Uh. There was a brilliant moment when we were um, just at our cabin or whatever, like the bit where you sit, and uh, I think we were pissing off the Bronx because it was Bob's birthday and we, we were all having a bit of a fun time. And but some one of Bob's mates gave him like a jar of um, rum-soaked strawberries, and so we were just in that mood where we were just being like really best friends with everyone. Yeah. And uh, tried to be like, Absam! <laughs> the drummer who's now left for the Bronx was just like, dude, fuck off. I don't want any of your fucking strawberries. Stop asking me. Oh. But, around, but that's, that, that's just like a memory that sticks out for me. But around the same time, yeah. it was like, it was pissing it down. Like they, where the vans were parked and all that, it was just like proper mud. And it was a van trying to get out. And everyone was just like, shit, those guys aren't getting out. They'd been trying for like maybe 20 minutes, reversing out, but it was just like, you know, like just not doing anything. Yeah, if anything, yeah. making it worse for themselves. You know, when you get stuck in mud, yeah, yeah. it just makes it worse for yourself. And like, he's <laughs> like in the corner of our eyes, just all like Chuck Reagan, be like, stop a conversation, be like, wait, stay right there. <laughs> and like, fucking dude balls over, like brass brazen. He's like, he's like, gets behind this van and starts pushing it. <laughs> and like, it gets out of the mud. And yeah. like, obviously, like, there's like this, you know, bullshit punk news, shirt? like, org stories about Chuck yeah. Reagan fighting a bear or some <laughs> shit. Yeah. It's just a couple of boring people sat in their pants in their bed being like, oh, I wonder what Chuck Reagan can do. But like, we saw this thing in, you know, in, 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 our, with, in the flesh yeah, with yeah. our own very eyes. And uh, it was quite magical. <laughs> So there was this, the respect there was. Um, He's hunting you know. gatherer, isn't he? Isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But this, I mean, this record. I was listening to it. I was thinking, this could be each like every sort of three songs. There'd be a song, and I was like, this could possibly be my favourite ever Hot Water Music song. But really? I won't listen to this album ever again. <laughs> like it, it, it's okay. a really weird thing. Like I, I, they're all great songs, but yeah, I yeah, just yeah. don't think I give a shit about. Hot water music songs anymore, like anymore. I, so, you. I love more, that band. Caution that, is incredible. That, that like I think this is probably my like close to caution, but yeah. Like, what does it mean anymore? Like I don't really know that they're pushing anything. I don't think they're pushing themselves. Like kind of pretty standard songs. I don't. Then, being me. I think the thing when I think about shit like this, I always think like records exist forever. 
Chokes and Separated is a song that's going to exist forever. So therefore, I sort of don't really have much of a, at least in like in a social context, it, I, I don't like have an, any opinion really. If 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 something's a bit like meh, I don't have any opinion. Yeah. But yeah. I'll listen to Chokes and Separated and be like, <laughs> you know, and just be like, wow, this is like a real good rock song. So it's alright, Chris. You you give it a spin. I did. Yeah. Um, it was alright. I mean. I've always just kind of liked them, never been a huge fan. Um, same with this, this, um, like the song "Nothing Back" or something. I forget what it was called. That that really stood out as a cool little catchy song. Um, the rest of it, just take it or leave it. So you know, I listened to it a few times as well to like try and get into it. Yeah. So they've always been one of those bands I've wanted to like more than I did. You know. Yeah. So I've seen them live a few times and I always enjoy their live show and I feel like I should be more into this band than the, I am. The Hot Boy Music records I really quite. get into are the ones where I'm like, I know I'm going to see them and they've had a new album come out. So right, I'll, okay. get, I'll spend a load of time with that album and be like, this is great. I can't wait to see these these songs live. And yeah. like saying that, like seeing them at Old Blue, like I don't know if any of you were at the Old Blue Last show that they did and it was just like, yeah. we're seeing this band that are responsible for so much of the music that we all listen to and that we all love just at the top of the game and it was incredible but yeah oh, I'm sure it was yeah they can play can't they they can play I'm not I'm not into like bass players that use fingers <laughs> he's decent they're, they're, he's they're, incredible they're, bass they're, they're, their rhythm sections are pretty awesome so talking about uh, the drummer from the Bronx they released a new record yeah he's not in it week. anymore yeah he? he's gone to uh, who's that um, Queens of the Stone Age oh related band um, Eagles with death not metal. Caius. Uh, <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> Imagine if Caius. Uh, Eagles of death metal. Yeah, yeah. He's in those guys now, which seems like a. He looks like one of them, doesn't he? Does. <laughs> Did he have cowboy boots on? Him? <laughs> no, I can fucking see it though. I mean, he's got that. He's got that. You know, rash smile. <laughs> we we uh, we uh, that same day or maybe the day before that was reading all these. Uh, one of the two, he did throw up. Whilst playing drums, and that was pretty good. That's a and, skill. Well, it was just quite funny. It was just entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Was it like? And then he had to. I think he went off to do whatever, and then someone from who was playing that year. I want to say suicidal tendencies. Right. I don't think it was, but it, it was. It was like some kind of like old school like thrash, you know, like you know, kind of band, and like their drummer filled in. Um. Yeah, pretty boring. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But the the Bronx record, uh, who's listened to it around the table? I, the new I've, one. I haven't heard it. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard the full thing. Uh, but they're a fucking they're a brilliant band. Yeah, that yeah. that band's gonna be brilliant forever. Yeah, like they I, just I will. They just it. will be. I listened know? to it and it was just uh, like this is exactly how the first album made me feel. Uh, like, and I I kind of slightly went off the board with that band. Uh, but actually, it feels like this record they're trying to do something a little bit different. Like, they, obviously, there's tracks that sound like. Uh, Heart Attack American and stuff like that yeah. but then there's tracks that sound like Guns and Roses and weird things like that but it just really works for them like th- I think going away and doing Mariachi or Bronx for a load of years and doing something completely different mm. has been really really good for them and like I don't know if you read the rate, like the Dan Ozzy Rate My Records he did it with with Matt from the Bronx the other day and uh, 
and like the Bronx went through like a really like for two or three albums they were going through a really dark period where they'd been dropped from a major they had mm. no idea if they were going to have the money to have their rehearsal space they didn't know where they were going to record and I think everyone has this view of the Bronx that they're this like nice happy go lucky bunch of dudes because you 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 hear the story about them where they played their <laughs> second gig and then got picked up by a major yeah. who they're like who who then like under my understanding I may be wrong. In my understanding, they got picked up a major. They got picked up by a major after their, like second or third show, or whatever. Mm. And then this label was like, "Oh, you can create your own subsidiary," which is why White Drugs White came drugs. out. But that's what that's my knowledge of it. Yeah, Maybe and he kind of goes into it that like it, it almost like you know that made them that first record, and they bought on this manager who was like, right, "It sounds great." He was like, "We're <laughs> going to put on this show." Yeah, and we're gonna, I'm just going to invite a load of people down and make up a load of shit to get people in the door, like A and R's, and they got there. And, you know, I think the Bronx were one of those last bands in the door at major labels yeah. that, like, you know, you think about when Against Me went in there. With money. And it was, like, showered with money. People wanted them. And, like, major labels didn't know what they were doing at that point. Like, they had... Had they, they just ever like, known? Well, no, not really. But, like, they were, like, the industry's dying. Like, we're yeah. all running out of money. Let's just find what's, what's trending and throw money in and try and sign it. And then once that one record comes out and people don't know what to do with it, then, yeah, yeah. like, it's, they just let those bands go. So the Bronx were in like a really tough place for like two or three albums. So it's kind of cool that, to see them come out of like, he talks about Mariachi or Bronx and how, you know, you may think that that band's a joke and that band's a bit silly, but you know, that, that band put them on Conan O'Brien. They went out on oh. tour with the Foo Fighters. Tom Petty came up to them at the Foo Fighters show, told them he loved their band and stuff. Ooh. And, you know, and he just talks about how that was the moment where he was like, this is what I was supposed to do and this is how I'm supposed to do it. And and it's almost like the new album is just a bit of a, like a redemption. They've, they've worked out who they are. They've worked yeah. out their demons and it, it's just a, it's a pretty You cool can record. hear that on the last record where it was just a bit more, it just had a bit more depth, like depth to it. Yeah. I don't know. That I, I feel like saying that like says something about their record, says something about their records previous to that, but that's not how I mean it. I just mean it in the way that it was just different. Mm. It, it, it grows it's, it was just evolved a bit it was cool mm. I dig it I think it sounds mix of The Hives and Jet <laughs> that's a great <laughs> mix <laughs> cool and uh, ne- neither of those bands have heard of ACDC <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Propagandy have an album out check that we should out. get Jugs in yeah well he was Jugs was supposed to do tonight really yeah what's I he doing do? what's he doing no. he's got my limb practice do you have any opinions on it Charles I am not a big propaganda fan. Yeah, me, me neither. I saw them in 2001, didn't like them then. And what year was 2001? What record was that? Oh, I don't even know, man. No. Yeah. I, you know, I just I just knew a few of the hits, like, from, you know, how many albums they had at that point? Like, three or four? God three, God. maybe? And, like, songs like Scar Sucks or whatever and like a few of those early fat record songs and I just always thought they were alright and yeah, I really I like and I've liked them less and less since I, really, I don't like listening to people who are really me. good at playing guitar because yeah, it makes me feel bad really, about myself they are definitely good at playing guitar <laughs> uh, I've I really really like it like I've, I'm, I'm kind of on this, oh, the yeah. same size, side as you guys like I'm I'm not a massive propaganda fan and I feel yeah. like they're one of those bands that it's almost like a, a dirty secret to be able to say, oh, I don't, uh, I don't really think... like propaganda that much because there's such a well, big uh, But that's the thing because like, their politics and the music is obviously two separate yeah. things. And yeah, of course. The politics yeah. and things that I've read that they've said and that they stand for um, 
very much stand next to that, but I just haven't really listened to the shred. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've got like I, I guess kind of for me that I'm not into like metally stuff, and the new record does have some like really chuggy chuggy parts. Oh, it yeah. definitely does. But yeah. then there's bits where they'll break out into sounding like American football, and I'm like. This is this is absolutely nuts. And then there's a song right at the end of the album called Adventures in Zucosis, which starts off with like the sounds of kids in a playground. Uh, and then it's Donald Trump's grabbing by the pussy speech that he made that he was recorded doing. And then it goes into kind of this this story about how he sees himself as like an animal and his children are it's like there's a zucosis is a certain kind of theory around zoo animals that they'll return to their captivity. Uh, which is for them much safer and it's this crazy dialogue and stuff but and it's about his children you know returning to him he'd rather keep them in captivity and like as a oh, shit. yeah it's nuts and as a father like listening to that song it like knocked me for six yeah. i was like i wasn't expecting it i'd listened to the whole album i was like oh, yeah it's okay like i'm into it it's cool some really good tunes and then yeah. that song kicked in i was like holy shit like mm. that changed the whole record for me oh, so I went back to mate, the beginning yeah. and like listened to it in a completely new context and incredible records yeah, cool. oh wow okay so that's it, a really interesting so is, insight so is Donald Trump an evil arsehole because <laughs> he wants to look after his family is that the gist yeah somehow <laughs> he's, he's ruining the world so his yeah. kids are alright um, do you have any thoughts on that I didn't really listen you, I listened to a little bit so how do you feel about them uh, yeah, but indifferent, like the same yeah. way I'm, like, I like them much as I like Pennywise, and they're all right. Actually, talking about Pennywise, there was that one record we listened to this week called Wraiths. Wraiths? Oh, yeah, no, I couldn't get into that. You had this band? I was like, they popped into our yeah. playlist, and I was like, I'm going to check that out. It sounded like Nightbirds, but then the singer sounded like the singer from Pennywise. I was like, yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, Looked into it. It's the it, singer from uh, Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great record. Do you that think after the release, like it when, when... sorry, go on. So, no, no. That, Do you that's think that's after the release of the film, it? Also, just can I say, like anyone who's texted, have you seen it? Or I went to see it tonight. <laughs> I, I feel like I've had like fifteen conversations where it's just like <laughs> you're not really sure. There's like ten texts that it takes to explain what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Pennywise? Have got more hits, mm. Defi- yeah, <laughs> on the definitely. internet. Since definitely, I reckon it's, more the, it's have, the movie. Have, more yeah. people have definitely heard of their band. Who, who, yeah, who yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> so, my man, I'd like to know. Yeah, where did it start? Where did what start, man? Uh, the love for Quantum Leap. <laughs> um, so I was born in Aylesbury General Hospital in 91 do you know what day it was? it's April the 8th cool good day and um, it was about 10 minutes after I was born Sick. actually my brother handed me the Blu-ray oh nice <laughs> a Blu-ray how old are you? <laughs> they had Blu-rays they were prominent in 1991 <laughs> crikey no man uh, love for the music like um, mu- family was musical. Uh, my dad was a deadhead, but uh, he's a, he's it's, it's a weird one with him because he he doesn't really like talking about when he was younger, but for reasons unknown, and I still haven't really got through. So we're not that close. But mm-hmm. he got me and my brother into. Uh, I mean, he took us like the. I, I, I don't. Do you know? I wonder. I should look back and see what it was listed as because it was after Jerry Garcia died. But he he took us to go see Grateful Dead. Um, 
we grew up in Buckinghamshire and my parents are from Harrow and they just moved out sort of northwest from there. Yeah. And we saw like Grateful Dead and Friends or whatever they're billed as in Milton Keynes. And I do have a funny memory of like seeing, you know, like like an like an older person who at that point in your life you think's really boring dancing around in frilly colours and just being a bit like, people here are mental and I really like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, my older brother, really. my older, uh, He's seven years older than me. Uh, he just got me into everything. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he uh, like CDs that he'd want. Yeah. That, my, my, you know, we'd go to the record shop on a Saturday and my mum would be like, all right, two CDs each. And like, Will, my older brother, would just be like, Right, Giles, get that fucking CD, and then I'll get that CD because I just want, I just want them both. I'm like, yeah, cool. And, but then you know, I just sit sit cross legged on his floor. Listening. Um, what kind of stuff is your brother like putting onto you at that point? Things like Caius and Guns and Roses and Pennywise, Land of the Free. He made me get that album. Um, Offspring. Yeah. Offspring was a big one. Mm. Offspring was a massive one because it was Americana first. Yeah. And that was great. And then smash, and you're just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like this is a great album. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's funny watching all those documentaries now with people like Fat Mike or uh, just you know, the old heads being like, "Yeah, Offspring were like a joke band." <laughs> yeah, because you listen to Smash, and you're like, "This is a good album. This mm-hmm. is really good." You know, it's, and it's you, you, yeah, it's just rocking. Yeah. I, th- I think X is really underrated. X on the Hombre. Mm. I love that album. Mm. I never, I, to be honest, I've never really listened to it all the way through. No, it's, it was well worth going back if you're yeah. like into Offspring at any point. It's yeah, just yeah. incredible. Down with that. Yeah, man. Um, but I never really played music. My brother was a guitarist. He so, um, he was a he was a shredder. He went to, um, yeah, uh, I think Guitarist Magazine or Total Guitar or one of those magazines were doing like a, write us a thing on the, on the tape and send us in the tape and then if you get shortlisted you go to blah 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 and he and so he went away to the top and became runner up and uh well, he was like a shredder shredder like he's, he's like a, really he's, a, well, he's, a dra- oh. he's like a jazz rock guitarist oh, wow. um so we went to go see him at the birmingham nec yeah just on his own <laughs> when, when is this what, what year are we talking fuck no it's 2001 probably oh God. there's a brilliant there's a brilliant uh photo of him above the toilet at my mum's house in devon uh he's wearing this like turtleneck <laughs> he's, he's wearing this big leg of leather strap and what he's, he, he'll, he'll take the piss out of me for the he'll he, sorry he'll be annoyed at me for taking the piss out of him he's he's got like a les paul sunburst oh, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's just funny but yeah, did, yeah. did you ever like th- like, have you ever sat down and played music with each other or had like, no, the time to do it? No, we talk about it a lot. Away from? No, yeah, we, we talk about it a lot, but it's just never happened. Would you do, Would you actually do it? Yeah, be keen. Yeah. I'd be keen. Um, yeah, I'd be up for it. Good. We can make that happen. How? He lives right. in... <laughs> <laughs> next podcast. He lives, in, he lives in Spain. Okay, yeah. We'll do it over Skype. Um... So, but what, so what actually did drive you to... The, did you get into Guitar Festival? Was that what you got into? Uh, writing poems. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that cool. sounds funny. Uh, what, um, what age is this? Uh, 16. 15, 16. Okay. Um, and totally went in and out of love with it. I'd have two months on, five months off. Yeah. You know, just do that for a couple of years. And then eventually started showing my friends. And they'd obviously take the piss out of me. But I, I, do, I actually don't know. 
Because when I think of, you know, when I first started to become aware of what you were doing and like you were playing shows for Greg and those guys, mm, and, mm. and I'd be like, this guy's kind of like a little mini Billy Bragg. Like he's obviously studied like Billy Bragg's mentality and mm. like how that guy's approaches songs. And, you know, you're not thinking about verse, chorus, verse. And did you kind of pick up? Where did you pick up like any of the Billy Bragg stuff? Was was he an influence on you from an early massively? Age? Where did that yeah, come hu- from? hugely. I do you know. I can't. The name of the book escapes me now. But I remember the, reading that book in my mum's house, like in bed before before going to sleep. And uh, a lot of things. The author of that book, you know, there was. I yeah, I, I didn't really know much about unions, for example. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then and then like you know, my brother got me talking to the tax man about poetry for Christmas, and it's just like listening to there's power in a union like that's not only is it about um community or society or, or, or just a, a state of thinking but it was it was totally like this rocks yeah. <laughs> this just rocks this is cool and it's simple you know what i mean and i think yeah. that was totally the start of um the start and the present so, <laughs> all the way yeah. through of, so, of cynics was just simple songs keep it you easy know? so had you yeah. had you done because uh, like i said the first thing i was aware of you was you doing solo stuff so had you mm. done band stuff before that we were in a ska band before that yeah and, and that's played... what became honey joy right in a really long-winded way yeah, yeah. but we all played different instruments <laughs> um i played trumpet and i was actually banned from singing <laughs> um what was the what was the reason for banning you i think Could we were just not? kids who were we were each other's only friends Re- like a few a few people on the on the circumference of friendships but like growing up in Harrow still you no this is Berkhamsted so this is like a small really nice town near Hemel yeah um for whatever you know we were just lucky we had a good group of friends that we still have now um Mm. and we all loved Lightyear and Capdown and taking the piss out of people we weren't far away including each other like those like that what I guess that Watford yeah, yeah. Of, well, we were of, a bit younger than that, though. It's funny because right. we had we had like a, we were totally looked down upon by those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but by a few of them. I mean, we took the pit. Like that, we were we were bad. Like we were really rude. <laughs> like we were because we we like there was this festival we played, and um, like <laughs> one like one of it wasn't me. I can tell you that who just like go up to people's signing signing um like newsletter lists where you oh, yeah. physically do it yeah. by hand yeah. and then just write like horrible insults <laughs> oh, yeah. all like but like not like oh, not like really big so it's obvious but just like just in the emails in <laughs> do you know what i mean just Can like you remember any of the bands that you did that yeah to? but i don't want to say it because yeah. we got in trouble but like <laughs> we have been really we have been really rude um to to people but i think that's what we wanted to because we like without sounding like a jerk we didn't care what anyone else thought but, but when you're and that's a, only ever yeah well when you're a kid in a band like you have no consequences you're not trying to sell records you're not trying yeah to do oh that was even that like... was even like that was like 50 100 steps 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 ahead yeah. do you know i mean we were just like shit we got a gig fuck yeah mm. we played in prague once at this festival that was wicked what was the band called at the time uh f bats f bats yeah oh it's, it's kind of weird like um actually called frank butcher and the slags which now I'm f- I feel quite ashamed. And like we had a pretty, like we we were very lucky in our area, in the way that we, we had a lot of female friends who were into punk rock and hardcore, and a lot of people in the middle. And you know, no one would really, if someone was, a you know just a bit weird for whatever reason, no one really questioned it. Do you mm. know what I mean? Everyone was pretty safe. 
where we were from. Um, but only now, as I got older, I'm like, cool, saying slags in, in a band name probably isn't that, yeah, uh, isn't that responsible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, you know, Frank Bush is a character from EastEnders. They probably said the word slags a fucking million times on that show. So yeah. fuck it. So when did you go? So that band kind of just disbanded naturally. Oh, everyone went. Yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't really a band. It was a group of friends. Yeah. And I, t- I probably I, I totally I fucked up my GCSEs by just trying to book shows all the time. <laughs> I was addi- well, that's the thing. I became addicted to it. I really did. Like I got addicted to booking shows and being on MySpace and just messaging all. I just had this thing that I couldn't turn off. Did and, you reckon you still have that? Um. Not anymore. I mean, no. uh, I at, at, all the way through cynics, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> but, but that, that addiction of bit of, of of basically running a running a thing. Yeah, um, I, I mean, you've been doing. I mean, if we talk about great cynics from the stage where you were a band, so not from just when you were doing it on your own. Mm. You've, you've put out like four records. Like, I was looking at it all today. I was like, okay, so what, what's Jazz done? he's done four albums and I think like most people that have been in bands like we've all been in bands and we think about how long it takes to kind of it's nail and get so together an EP <laughs> or a, you know or when you're first doing a band you know like what's oh we need to make sure we've got enough songs to do a set what's that well could we get away with six like oh we might have seven we could maybe drop one yeah. I was like Giles has been insanely prolific in terms of like the amount of music you've been writing mm. and I just think that's like a... I say we never dro- I don't think we ever dropped a song really, really? <laughs> every song we've ever written was recorded mm. um, maybe there's like a riff here or there but generally speaking uh, yeah is that just a con- is that a conscious thing I honestly think that we just didn't we were just like alright well, it's done let's record it <laughs> like, let's not think about it too much I think that was that was the, the joy of it and I think that's where like there was a bit of like friction came afterwards, right. like within a few years, because because okay. at the start it was just be like fuck yeah. it, no one else cares, so why should I care? Yeah. You know, obviously there's gonna be like people taking the piss and that, but I kind of reveled in it. I kind of like relished it. Revel's not a word, is maybe, but but you know what I mean. I just didn't really, like that was kind of the fun for it yeah. for me, which has been like I don't take this seriously. Yeah, like I know I'm putting all every money I've ever earned plus money I'm borrowing yeah. into it, but actually when it comes down to it it's not actually that serious and it wigs me out when people are serious about music because music's not a serious thing too serious yeah yeah um but yeah uh so how do you feel about uh posy uh i it was a it was a total necessary thing right um it was it was it was really it was it was a time i like totally like regained a lot of my confidence okay um which I don't know. Uh, totally like, lost a lot of my confidence like a couple of years ago, right. just okay. from being away and not having much money and yeah, yeah and and it was just like so being away, what just being on tour, just being on tour like, all the time, yeah, and like kind of just feeling how many like, months of the year at that point when you're on tour? Would you say it's hard to say, but like it felt like half the year. Okay, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And like and also also that's including like planning yeah, yeah, yeah you know like traveling sure. Sure. Yeah. and like the emotional stress um of like not really d- necessarily doing what i want to do all the time and that's something that we all put up with do you know what i mean like mm. i'm not the only one yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like um the others were obviously like well there's things i want to do that i'm not doing right now but then bob's a session drummer mm. so that was like the difference with him 
And I think that's maybe a thing to do with the productivity thing is that when we'd rehearse, it'd be like, all right, it'd be like, well, Bob's just a great drummer. <laughs> and I'm and I'm just like a bit of a mess mm. <laughs> who's here to <laughs> come up with some kind of thing. <laughs> and then it'd just go from there and it'd be like, oh, well, we're done now. Cool. <laughs> Let's go. Record it. Well, I, uh, like, I guess we'll kind of look at the bridge of the gap. Like, how did you go from when you were doing solo stuff? How long were you doing solo bits for? Two years. Roughly. Did you off. just feel like you needed to make no- more noise? Booked in the rec- booked in the recording time to do an album, and then realised. So and interesting. then panicked. Yeah. <laughs> panicked. Yeah. And I was Who like, was that first record going to be done with? Just, uh, Pete Miles, Peter Miles. Right. But it was but uh, just on my own, I guess. Mm. Um, and then I was like, uh, Chaz from Lightyear, mm. played a few shows with him, and Bob was playing drums for him, and I still have this memory now of at the, at the marquee. Uh, in Norwich watching Bob play drums um, and I don't know if it's just because I was pissed or what but I was just like man's a good drummer <laughs> I think <laughs> so everyone that's has sort of, that response that's always like still. stuck in my mind so okay. I remember I like kind of I, I, I texted Chaz and I was like do you mind if I ask Bob to do this album with me and he was like no of course not so I rang Bob and I was like would you be up for it and he was like yeah and then yeah did that I think we had maybe like five practices for that album recorded it in two days board? in Devon we nearly died on the way actually down to that. That was fucking gnarly. That was really gnarly. We drove down from, Bob's got this fucking thing about driving out of London. If it's like five o'clock, he'll be like, we're not leaving London till nine because of the traffic thing. Bob hates traffic. And I get, it. I get it, I get it, yeah, like exactly. flowing, he's on his way. I'm not sure if I agree with it. I mean like, you know, we've I, had this conversation. I'd rather leave, nah. sit in some traffic nah, and like, nah, I'm nah, on nah. my way. I'll go 18 miles out of the way just start moving still so what well, I you know whatever like and we, we we so basically we took a late journey down to Devon from London and we were going up this hill and um, I remember being like oh this is fucking long and there was this like lorry in front of us and it was just really slow and we were like what should we do and we're like, oh, I don't know we were like chat. also it's worth, worth bearing in mind me and Bob didn't know each other really like we didn't we weren't friends like we are like oh really I assumed no we didn't know each other before then like our our relationship was purely like a working relationship yeah Yeah, totally completely and so at this point you'd written which album was it Don't Need Much Don't Need Much and that's like 12 tracks that you 10 songs 10 songs that you you decided were solo record songs you'd worked away on how long did you have those songs for Uh, 6 months crazy Uh, 2 of them being solo songs so 8 songs really with the band. But we were driving up this hill, right? And we were behind this lorry. And then Bob was like, shall I risk it? And I was like, I was like, yeah, just fucking overtake it. This is fucking bullshit. We got halfway up this lorry. And you know, we've all been in cars going uphill where it's not strong. It's like, and we get halfway to this lorry, right? Yeah. And I don't know why the fuck I'm laughing. This car came speeding around the corner and like, we just came head to head with it. Um, And it was just like, so certain I was gonna die like so certain and like somehow we squished like say that's the front of the lorry and that's the car coming around and that's my index finger on my right is 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 us we basically did like that and like it's like you've ever seen the movie Planes, Trains and Automobiles with John Candy 
No. Oh, you, you watch that. There's a scene in it where they go between two lorries, and it's just like it, it sounds exactly like it, what you're describing. It keeps me awake at night. If I think about it, it keeps me awake at night. I didn't talk to Bob for the rest of the journey that night. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and we and better, like and that's you know again I'll say like we don't we weren't we didn't know each other that we weren't like pals you know like we were mates but we were, we weren't being like all right let's go on a holiday yes you and I like yeah. mates on a holiday it was like oh yeah we come down here to do this thing and then we're gonna go home again uh, but um, very almost yeah yeah and so you did that record with Peter Mars has kind of become synonymous with. Like a lot of the records that have come out of yeah. like the scene. Oh, what, what, oh what no, I wouldn't say that the scene. No, how but, do you mean? But I mean, what was it about Pete that made you want to go record over there? And oh, because he did the he did a bunch of records that I thought were great, like King Blues and Captain Everything. Mm. Um, yeah, always sounded good. Howard's Alias, those records always sounded good. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Um, so yeah, so you're in a bit of a dark place. Yeah, with the confidence, confidence. Without yeah, and it was totally just like being away so much, yeah, and just like feeling like I was just a bit of an idiot. So and so how, did you, how did you get to? Uh, just by sort of reevaluating. <laughs> it works out, right? Yeah. Um, finished uni. We went to uni so we could tour. My last year of uni, it totally nearly fucked up. We we got we got asked by the Smith Street Band to do a. I, think, I don't know if it was five or seven weeks. Fucking that. It's really, like, she got pretty, like, pissed the whole time and don't really remember a lot of it. Um, I've never been in, I've, I've been, I've never been in a fight and I got in two fights in Australia. Um, That's just more in Australia than it is. I was trying to fucking slash the tyres of our van. I said oh to my like, God. Dragon. And did you have a, like a fan base out there, or did you just kind of like punt in and have a go? Like, just your mates had invited you along. Yeah, like, yeah it was it totally that. Stuff. It was just like, hey, we're friends with Smith Street, and they yeah. when they came to the U- England for the first time, we were there, and yeah. they were like, oh, we're here, <laughs> so we're on holiday. <laughs> Where's your bit? <laughs> uh, it was good fun, but I I missed so much uni for that. I like missed an exam. I did my dissertation and got found out for cheating on my dissertation. So I had to redo it and got capped at 40% because uh, I made up some quotes and they ran up, they rang up the person I said I'd spoken to. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Boris. I was like, ah, shit. Oh. Um, nah, yeah. fuck it. But, you know, I'm here, got a job now. <laughs> so was it like the Australian tour, what album is that? Uh, that was just before I Feel Weird. Um, okay. To be is honest. That, is that 2013 or 2015 one? It's 
It's like the old way. Like no one's like looking at your fan base growth percentage. No, no. We literally <laughs> went to we went to we the like glass. We went to the John Snow, Sam Smith's pub. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Central got a bit yeah. pissed. I don't even know what I said. I probably made a right tit on myself. <laughs> um, but Lil knew me as a little shit that would come to his gigs. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. And he would like we'd our, our like our um. We were, he was very much like, yeah, I just literally thought you were a little shit. And I thought, oh, you. and I was like, yeah, I thought you were an old bastard. <laughs> like, grumpy old wanker. Uh, but I love that guy. I love that guy a lot. I love Kaff a lot. Um, and we should have done our second record with him. Um, so the second record was... But I don't know why we didn't. Was, uh, what was the name of it? Like I Belong. Like I Belong. And how do you feel about that record now? Um, it's all right. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I wrote that when we were living in that big punk house in mm. South East. So that's a record with like Back to Hackney on. And, uh, Aye, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Waster. And that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, I guess that was kind of a big moment in time for like a, like that house was a big thing for a lot of yeah, people. Like, yeah. I mean, if there's anyone listening that isn't aware of like Asprey Castle, like yeah. what was it? Like, what was it? Like, <laughs> from ironically, people have this, like, and, and so do we. They were brilliant parties, but ultimately we've all, and we've all spoken about this since and we all agree on it. Everyone who lived in that house was fucking sad. Yeah. Like, cause everyone's just getting pissed all the time and just doing like, doing everything they could to stay in bed all day. And don't get me wrong, that's a brilliant way to live sometimes. But it was actually really sad. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it's like comically sad. Like we were, we were all pretty bummed out at the time, um, but we also had this amazing space that we didn't want to leave. So it's just sort of like, who knows, you know? But maybe that's like we were, we were all generally eighteen to twenty four. So right. I think maybe that is just a time of your life where you're just a bit like, what am I doing mm, yeah. <laughs> again? Miss, when, I... when I was looking at kind of the way people reviewed Posse. Like, mm. Posse's your most recent Chris Ennis yeah. record, and a lot of the reviews, obviously, like the the number one calling card on it is the name of the record, like it's Posse, mm. and and everyone was, a lot of the reviews and people talking about the record were kind of saying, you know, this is like, uh, like looking at the bright side of life, like trying to find the light in the darkness and stuff. But actually, like when I was digging through all the Great Ennis catalogue, it's like, no, yeah, there are kind of dark moments, but it's always from my perspective, like correct me if I'm wrong but it seems like you're always trying to find the good in everything or the good in the characters that you're talking about or the good in the kind of shitty situations that you might be talking about mm. like it, it feels like you've always been kind of positive it just happens to be yeah, that the right. latest record you've called posy yeah, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like you've changed anything you've ever well, done people are idiots aren't they like you know, <laughs> if you put a word in front of them <laughs> uh, now without that like that trio thing of like sad lyrics happy songs was always a big, big, big influence. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of our albums are like that succinctly happy. To be honest, I don't. Think, yeah. Like music-wise or lyrically. Lyrically. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, even the new one is just like even Posy is a bit like. Maybe there are bits and you know there totally are a few lines here and there. Um, yeah, at the time I was working at a pub, just like having loads of fun, mm. just being pissed all the time, and like not in a bad way either. But not so much that you want to stay in bed. <laughs> no, no, totally. Like for the for the for the better. Just like yeah. I was really enjoying talking to people for the first time in quite a few years. Yeah, yeah, used yeah. to really like actually like hate talking to people, and going through that going through the going through that thing where it's just like oh I don't want to meet anyone new. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I was just yeah. like nah, that's fucking that's toxic. That's a toxic way to think. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to think like that. Like fuck that. Yeah, like obviously like half the world's dickheads and that's fine. But it doesn't mean that like you should be a fucking 
selfish prick who's up your own ass. Like mm. yeah. we've all found ourselves in those times, uh, you know, occasionally. How's being a bartender? It was fun. It was good. You I was working for one of our mates who I knew from school, and she totally knew what she was getting herself into, which was fun. The only bad thing was waking up at two every day. Do you know what I mean? And just yeah. being like, I've done fucking nothing. And then obviously not being able to hang out with your mates who have real jobs. Mm. Not to say that being a bartender is not a real job, but I mean, let's be honest, it's not. Okay, <laughs> a normal productive job. Did you, like, have you Work found, out. like, now you're working kind of, like, you know, you're you're working for a, ten to a six, big corporate, baby. like, ten to six. <laughs> Do you find that you're, you'll find it easier to find time to be creative and write music, or is it harder? Do you know what? I have, honestly haven't written a song in since Posse. Really? Uh, I write lyrics. I write poems. My family's very poet poetic, and I don't mean that in that like pretentious way. But like in our WhatsApp group, if people are bored, my mum will write a poem, and if oh, people wow. are, like my brother-in-law will just like write like fall or like we'll just take the piss out of each other in creative yeah. ways. <laughs> Ultimately, um, hanging out with Chunky, my housemate, um, who's a he like I think he likes the fact that we wrote a song about him. But I also think that he feels boxed in by it. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, I know people have said like, oh, I met Chunky from that great cynic song last night. It's so And he'll be like, for fuck's sake, Gibbo, why are you fucking writing? <laughs> I mean, you're like you've always done like you've done that a few times, I guess. Like you name check totally, friends totally, and people. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and, yeah. and I guess that's as cringy as it is, it's true. You know. And have you ever had like negative feedback from people? Are you I guess you've always been ah, positive about it. the people that you've fuck included. Like, uh, yeah. I think it's worth saying that there's like from the very start there are always people that are mean. Um and you just I just don't care. Mm. Like, you know, everyone's mean there are loads of people that are mean to everyone, but like especially since when we were acoustic. Like there were times where like we did this I did this one video and I didn't know what I was fucking doing and um one of our someone we knew was like do you want to do a video I was like sure I'll it's come along Adam, and do the video the Adam video um, what's the Adam the, uh, the guy you know Darren uh, oh. it's the reverse and you're pouring like no stuff Adam Powell no 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 my no. god that was still, a good video that was one video. of my favourite videos of all time it, it was, it was so great ironically that was, that was the video that brought us because we did a video before that and released and released that and I like there was so many of our friends just being like you look like a fucking dick like you look like <laughs> such a dick and I'm just like, oh, I had to like ask to take it off and stuff. And like, totally, like, it doesn't feel good, does it? Like, no. something that you've created, done creatively out of your own time and people being like, oh, you're a dickhead. And like, it's not fun, but in a way, it's nice because it's just like, do you know what? I don't, I don't think I really care. Mm. <laughs> um, and then we did another fun video with Adam Powell, who's a legend for doing that. Yeah. Because he, he, he could have done a lot of better things with his time. But it, it felt like <laughs> that was the time when Adam was. Like, he was he doing was, videos for like he, Jamie T in yeah. like the nineteen seventy five. But then he was just doing great things for bands that he appreciated and friends and totally. like trying to bring people up with him. Like I think Adam's a great guy. Like a lot of times with that guy. I know Adam through Sam Russo, mm -hmm. and Adam was just always nice. Cool. Uh, so um, the posse's out. Yep, it's done. You like finished on cycle touring cycles done. Yep. Uh, I mean touring cycle touring, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know just like a couple it's of gigs <laughs> so, uh, so then you found some time to go back and join your own band members in Honey Joy Honey Joy producer I mean how did that how did that re-emerge how did that conversation happen with everyone that was involved with that I asked to join and because I had a van at the time they let me <laughs> Is is the honest truth? Surely that is the honest truth. And what are you playing in, Honey John? Guitar, guitar, right? Um, Allowed to sing? 
I do, yeah, I do sing a bit. They finally yeah, sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that band's wicked. We did our album with um, MJ from Hookworms in January. And um, yeah, really happy to be a part of it. I didn't, I didn't, I, you know, we we all write together, but it's it's mostly Tinsley and Beale who write, and they're they're wicked. There were there are a couple of tunes on that album that I that I feel like, uh, like I I can just say from the outset is just like I just I think it's a good album. Mm. I think it's a good album. Uh, I don't think many people know about it, but I don't know. It's like good. it felt like it picked up some cool press like whoever you had doing press for you is in we well we know we don't have anything anyone doing press for us we we got um we're on in america uh infinity cat released it and that's the jeff the brotherhood label all right cool who dad the new daddy issues record is fucking awesome but jay who plays drums in honey joy is um also in onsend and personal best probably some others that I'm not thinking yeah. of. Right okay. But I think Personal Best were on tour with uh, Mitski at mm. the time and we just got these album mixes back and then someone who was playing in the band of Mitski helps out at Infinity Cat and like one band that they were going to put out a record for and had it lined up dropped out. So basically we just like a very backwards slimed way. In. Yeah, just like slimed <laughs> our way into it. Like <laughs> fucking snakes yeah, like. and then in the UK it's it's Dave yeah uh, and so everything sucks yeah. how's that going good yeah cool what? I mean I always it's it's a funny thing because alright not like unless you, unless you're playing loads of shows you don't really sell that many records so it's quite funny slash not funny being in a position where you have this person who's like yeah I'm going to spend a couple of grand like pressing your record and then there's no real responsibility <laughs> for you to be like, I'm going to make you that money back. Because it doesn't work like that. I'm not yeah. going to talk to everyone I've ever met and be like, buy this album. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a risk that, you know, we're all adults. Yeah. You, you make mm-hmm. a risk for yourself. You know, so my, and even from the start of Cynics, it was a bit like, the idea of someone spunking a bunch of money over your little thing, yeah. your little enjoyment wank, yeah. is like, <laughs> well, like, it's a bit like it's a bit odd. I, didn't, yeah. I never really knew how to how to take it. So my way of dealing with it was to not think about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so you're like you've done a couple of records with Great Cities now, especially subject, and mm. it feels like so that's many awesome. Bands, so many yeah, bands Andrew have found and like a home on that label. Totally, totally, totally. And I don't think we've had that properly well, in the I UK think, for a while. I think luckily enough, with we were touring so much that we ended up did selling records, not because of the quality of the record necessarily, but people want a memorabilia. Sure. item to take away so obviously like we'd come back and you know we would have some money from for andrew and Kay, which is awesome because you know let's not like fuck around let's not beat around the bush here like no one's just getting free money from somewhere mm-hmm. generally it's not like a tree you know there's you you put your you, you put your fucking money where your mouth is or you just mm-hmm. don't do it at all yeah um and those guys have just opened up a shop in bristol yeah. you know they're they're that's wicked do you know i mean they're 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 just putting where their money where their mouth is like i said like so um so there is totally a responsibility to to come home from tour and be like, okay, we've got some cash. Like you don't you don't have to you know like you you can pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't like thrown it all away. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's but then again, it's funny because it's totally marginalising because two grand or three grand for some people, well, most people is a fucking lot. 
for you know some people you know if you're going into your 30s or your 40s and you've got a full-time job that's not necessarily mm. a lot amount of money like but it's, i guess it's it's like two three grand is a lot it's it's not a lot if you're going to go buy a family station wagon but yeah two three grand to go put out a punk band mm. no matter i think no matter sure. who you are is is a lot of money and i think you know we'll, we'll, we'll see we see like stories from you know people that have run cool punk labels and stuff it's like I, I had the money there and they could you can spend that money on anything but you've just gone out and you've, you've spent it on a band that's writing songs sitting in a room that probably have no commercial prospects and you just have a belief that people mm. are like writing good music and you want to get that out there for everyone it's totally and that's what makes it as much as theirs as it is yours yeah I mean that's that's one thing I really had to like that I found a bit, I don't think I found difficulty in it but it definitely made me like question everything was that you know this song is yours mm. until yeah. you record it and yeah, then it's yeah. not yours <laughs> do you know what i mean and that, that's kind of a weird thing people are going to interpret it different ways people are going to be thinking about it different ways and that always wigged me out because it's very personal like writing a poem is very personal it's pretty fucked up mm. Mm. <laughs> i mean it's not like it's not normal <laughs> do you know what i mean like you kind of get bullied for that when you're at school yeah so to do that when you're older and then to make that your main hobby yeah. is a bit odd. Yeah. And it makes you a bit of a weirdo. Cool weirdo, though. <laughs> well, to some people. A weirdo in a bath. To yeah. some people, you know. Fuck those people. Well, I agree. But then, like, you know, you start becoming devil's advocate to your, to your own self and you, like, mm. you start getting real deep. You know, you go down the rabbit hole, man. <laughs> totally. So, so where's, where's next? Like where's where's Honey Joy? Is that uh, we're spending the weekend writing? The my weekend plans are to get hang out with to get uh, to get pissed with Honey Joy and write songs. Is that That's how the my writing process happens with those? Yeah, guys? yeah. Well, like we all, we all grew up together. Like we're all into the same shit. We all respect each other, uh, and we like hanging out. It's fun. I mean, put it this way: like Matt Tinsley and Megan, they're married. So Megan sings and Matt plays guitar. For their wedding, we were like the not Honey Joy, but our, our mates' crew mm. were the were the wedding band. Okay. So so hanging out with each other and playing music is just a bit like oh this is a great reason to hang out and drink beers and nice. you know just chill out and whatever and you know that's spend your time. So that's, that's what we're fun. doing tomorrow night. I'm going to finish work and then head down to Brixton, go to Brixton Hill Studios, and we're rehearsing tomorrow night until midnight, and then the next day from twelve until three, and in that time we're going to write an EP oh cool okay. that's, the, that's the plan <laughs> I mean they've already got a couple of songs I've got a couple of bits and bobs decent okay, and I think so we're going to try and record I think we're going to record in this is the funniest thing about Honeyjoy Cynics it was my thing my brains mm. well not my that makes me sound like an idiot <laughs> it was just like it was It was my starting yeah yeah thing everything came from you in it And but with Honeyjoy I'm like the last cog on the wheel do you know what I mean like I'm the la- I'm the last thing like I just follow it's, it's wicked I actually don't know what's happening but I'm gonna be there and I'll write and I'll hang out and I'll crack some jokes yeah. that may or may not be funny <laughs> and uh, hang out with my friends it's, yeah, <laughs> cool. it's nice yeah. to play that the responsibility of totally and yeah. it's 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 Seriously. easier for you know sometimes it's easier for to be in, to be in a group of, I always the one thing I always found about like being like the leader, yeah. quote unquote, or whatever, yeah. is the fact that if someone wasn't behind my idea, I'd just be like, "Oh fuck, what now?" 
and then I'll just fall apart. Right. Whereas sort of now, it's just like, I'm up for anything you guys want to do because I like because <laughs> I like you, my friends. Like we all kind of think the same way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, nice man. So yeah, there's no stress. Pee chill. Um, I don't know where we're recording. I think we've got time booked in in November. I've no idea, mm. but um, fuck me. And cynics. But I'll be there. Uh, cynics. We've always been a five album band. Okay. What's so, your name? Well, when we started, me and Bob, when it was just Bob and I. We like, just before let's is this, is this a wasting time exclusive is your next album your last album I've literally told people I know I've been yeah no, I've literally been tell, we've been telling people this from day from day one so not, not an exclusive not an exclusive yeah no <laughs> Cynics are a five album band we're not we're not going to do any more any less than five albums are you quite rigid on that then yeah it's it's a joke but it's not a joke do you know what I mean yeah okay yeah, yeah. um so the next one, it's like one. an Andy Kaufman stuff. You no, know, it's like it's, it's, no, it's fucking real. It's it's real. It's IRL. So um, what does that like? Do that I, puts insane pressure. Well, for me, if that was me, that would put crazy pressure on me. In terms you, nah, because just do like, Brian Wilson and go mental and release it twenty five <laughs> years later. But no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that we think like that. Yeah. Like because it's you know I I want to write songs until I'm dead. Really, you know I want to be fifty years old in a pub band. Yeah, like that's the dream. Probably get paid more than any other <laughs> covers bands gets paid fucking two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Cynics have been on like fifty quid for mate, the last mate, fucking uh, five years. Mate, that doesn't me. even pay petrol. So, <laughs> so let, real quick on cover bands, yeah, yeah. my mates are in this insane covers oh, band. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're called Elvana. They do Nirvana songs, but it's nice. fronted by Elvis and the the, the guy Paul. <laughs> but he does it like it's kind of like he's not doing a proper impersonation of Elvis it's kind of like deliberately like a shit Las Vegas Elvis yeah. so that's the whole stick but like so they started out they're, they're based in Newcastle it's a bit of a joke and now they're just getting insane like they just headlined last weekend um, the, 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 the main academy in Newcastle brilliant and they're set, like um, so like I'm like really super tight with the drummer and he was telling me like yeah so we're going to Spain in a couple of weeks like for a week and we're getting paid a three grand each for that and like mad, and what, what mad. just started is this crazy little joke. What are we? What are we doing house. with our lives? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm a Elvis tribute painter. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of times I tried to start pub bands with friends. Yeah, but just never like. To be honest, like probably could have made the time, but just been too lazy yeah. or whatever. Um, me and Rishi did Blink Mate 2 for a mate's 30th and that was amazing oh Antoine yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant <laughs> I'd, so, I'd do that every day for a living <laughs> so the writing process for like the fifth record have you started are you going to bother are you going to leave it a little while Just so it's not going to have any guitars on um, it's a fully 100% electronic album good that we've talked about it so much that we can't not do it now just do it on one moog yeah, well, we thought about it. I mean, I think we're, I think we're gonna like, I think we're just gonna hang out. It's funny because when we're, I'm, I don't text Bob to ask him to hang out. Like, we don't, can't. We've spent enough fucking time together. <laughs> like, we're not like we're, we're like re, we're like best friends, but we're yeah. not friends. Does that make yeah, sense? Right, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't ring up Bob and be like, "How's it going, man?" Like, he's got his boat. You know, like they're building a boat. Him and Fran, his partner, are building a boat, and you know, Bob's a session drummer. Um, he's playing gigs like four times a week or whatever and yeah. uh, so I don't really know what my point was you electronic electronica record but basically yeah we're just going to sit in a room with a Moog 
Sorry. I and, think I um, think you should invent an electronic instrument and then we could do that. Like build a little um Whatever. board. Something a little Rick and Morty uh, shit. Yeah. Did be down. I've never seen Rick and Morty, but I feel like I might know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> so like what's do you remember like the electronic record? Are you, are you into electronic music at all or? Well let's go through my notes and I'll show you what lyrics we got to go through a moog. Um because you know, man, like Ministry of Sound, we're always looking for <laughs> So, do you go re- like record that record with Pete? Nah, nah, we'll probably do it at home. Like, we don't have any money, Jenny. Like, and also, we're probably not going to tour and probably put it on Bandcamp. I mean, like, who knows? Maybe this is the if Bob and Jugs hear this, maybe this is the first time they're going <laughs> to quit. But like, Jugs is on next time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really want to tour. No. Uh, yeah, I like home life. Home life's good. I like home life. I mean, there's like it's subjective. Do you know what I mean? What, what's your favourite tour you ever went on? Oh shit, I was going to ask about the Souls. Yeah. Uh, Souls would have been great, but we got in a car crash. So that oh, sort of like, put yeah, a dampener okay. on it, um, which is gnarly because we were we were stationary coming out of a junction just opposite outside mm, Leeds Brew now, and this yeah this car, <clears throat> like edging out, and yeah you heard it you heard it screech, oh, and Jesus. it lost control when it was screeching. Uh, yeah. and like I was in like the passenger side and the fucking fucking at one point me and matey boy were just like <clears throat> it, it was fucked it was horrible it really shook us up for a while do you think um, the um, the, dri- the other driver been driving all night it was morning about, it was it was dead it was daytime it was, it was, it was the morning right. after it was the morning after oh fuck and it was the yeah. fucking oh we got oh that was, it was just a long night and uh, but I just got a text from Bob yesterday actually being like um Police are trying to uh, arrest this guy. Oh what? So they found him apparently. Oh, but he ran. He ran off. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Hit us and went off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, shit. I should have said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like smashed into us. Did you go for a pint with him afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you might have got his insurance details like normal people do. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah, it was mad. It was fucking horrible. Uh, but best tour ever been on? Uh, I don't know. It's either got to be the first Cynics tour, or it's got to be one of the solo ones. No disrespect to. Bother anyone, but it's just it's just a, it's this first time thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like Jugs, Jugs is the only reason why Cynics is a band, because we were I was playing a one-off show that F Bats were supposed to do in Peterborough, mm. and we stayed the no- and then I was just like, oh, can I play acoustics? We can do it for whatever reason, and I was like, yeah, yeah. it was like, and then Jugs was like, we got space in the car or something like that, and um, just got pissed that night, and I called him the next morning to my cafe job, told him I wasn't coming in, and went on tour last minute that was like the first day of that tour so I went on tour for the next month sorry next week um, with a bunch of people I'd never met which was awesome I think um, I think we've all got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of thanks to give to Jugs for kind <laughs> really of the do. weird situations totally. that he's, he's put us all in can, over the years that his, have like completely changed his, our lives his thing <laughs> is that he takes people under his wing yeah you know yeah. and and that was t- totally Asbury Castle that was totally Cynics and which is a nice l- full circle that he's in now in Cynics yeah. and yeah he's a lovely chap it's funny because he's one of those guys who gets involved in all these things that go on to be really good but he's never involved in the final product <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he says that himself do you know what I mean I'm not like just you know and, yeah. like, I appreciate it I love it you know he's got a great life he's always, I mean I was, I was, I was texting him because we we're planning on guy. getting him in for a show for a couple of weeks and uh, I was like Jugs, what do you want to what do you want to talk about? What what are the big things that's <laughs> so, happened? So in, many like, things in that Jugs's man's mind. Life, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he was like, oh, you know, whatever. 
was like, well, um, he asked what about wedding. maybe what about like you know your time in Indonesia and stuff? He was like, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> like, the thing about, like he went out. The, he went to Indonesia and hung out with yeah. like all these crazy bands yeah. and had these crazy experiences. Yeah. But to him, that's just like a, a tiny part of all yeah, the yeah. nut stuff he's done. Yeah, I mean, he's just a funny guy, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, he is comical. Well, I I should plug our club night. So yeah. I like to move it, move it. Got oh yeah, I saw this advertised on Facebook. So uh, the second of it in two years. Uh, is Peckham, coming back right? to the four quarters in Peckham, correct? Uh, on third of November after Best X, which is the new Candy Hearts. Um, oh band. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mariel, 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 Mariel. I think. Uh, and um, I think it's Mariel. And after that, me and Jugs are playing tunes until nice. early in the morning. So well, I saw the poster come up on my Facebook feed today, and like yeah. the pictures of you was when I first. That was the first tour. That was the yeah. first Cynics tour. That was the first Cynics tour. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Is it heavy electronica there? No, it's actually all bangers. It's like it's anything from just bangers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to play all their back catalog. It's just good. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. It is just uh, bangers appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it should be good though. Uh, Remind me when it is. I think I think it's third of November. It's a Friday. It's Friday. Uh, what I kind mean, of re- vibe is it? Realistically, it's a place to be doing what you'd be doing anyway, and that's being at the pub, apart from listening to music. Really nice. And have jugs, DJ. Andy, chill out. Chill out. One ten, Teddy. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, again, Josh, thanks so much for coming. And uh, I guess we'll hope you be back next month, guys. We'll be back when Trump's out. He's back. He's back, dude. Night night. Cheers. Mm-hmm.